Be strong. You never know who you're inspiring. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 59. The topic of this week's episode is, is your vision big enough? Before we get into this week's guest, I just want to let you know that my book, From a Mess to Amazing, the Kindle format is now available. The book will officially launch January 7th, so you'll be able to get a physical hard copy of the book. January 7th, it'll make a great um, gift for yourself or for someone else going into the new year. Now on to this week's guest. My guest this week is Ariana Sylvester. She is the wife of Tom Sylvester. And for those of you who don't know, Tom was my guest on episode 43. Ariana is a life strategist entrepreneur, speaker, and author. She is an operations whiz, taking care of the day-to-day team and task management of three businesses. She spent several years bouncing around from job to job until she finally realized that she was much better off to help Tom build their businesses instead of helping someone else. Ariana's superpower is her ability to understand both perspectives, both entrepreneur and the reluctant spouse. With this unique ability, she helps entrepreneurs understand why their spouses don't seem to support their ideas and at the same time help the spouse understand why the entrepreneur is so driven to make their businesses succeed. Hello, Ariana. Welcome to Trina Talk. Yay. Hi, Trina. I'm so excited to be here. I am excited as well. And for the listeners out there, We had Ariana's husband, Tom, on a little while ago. Now Ariana's on because I wanted to get a different perspective of the business and the journey and everything from from Ariana. Because as we know, there's always two sides of the story. (laughs) (laughs) So Ariana, why don't you tell us your side of the story and your journey? Perfect. So I'm sure Tom took you back to, you know, where it all began for us, this entrepreneurship journey. And um, for me, it really began when he figured out that he wanted something different. We were college sweethearts. We had this five-year plan getting out of college that we were going to, you know, get start living together and get married and then have kids someday. And um, somewhere in that five-year plan, he figured out that working for, you know, the next 40 years was not what he wanted anymore. And um, I kind of refer to myself as like living with those rose-colored glasses on where we were following the plan. Everything seemed to be going like we had set it out. So I was just kind of in this nice little bubble of, hey, this is what we said we were going to do and we're doing it. Awesome. Whereas he was kind of going through this 
other journey. Like he had had this epiphany that he could do something else. So that was what he wanted to do. He decided out of the blue that he wanted to retire by 35. And, you know, at the time I just kind of was like, oh, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Of course. And didn't really take much stock into it. Um, But he was serious and he started looking into all of these things and ways to make money and investing and all of this stuff. And for me, that was really uncomfortable because that was not something that's talked about in the mainstream. It was never something that I had seen myself doing. Um, And it wasn't until he went and spent the money on the real estate training. Um, He spent $7,500 on two different credit cards. The eight months before we were supposed to get married and gosh, not long after we had just purchased a home together. So that was the turning point for our entire entrepreneurship journey because it was a huge shock to me as the wife that he truly was unhappy with the path that we were on, except he forgot to talk to me about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So when he went and spent the money, that was like that it was a big deal. I was like, we don't we don't have this money. Like you just went and spent all that. You didn't talk to me about it. That's not what married couples do. Like we're supposed to be getting married. We're supposed to be trusting each other and like living this life together. Um, and and like where did that come from? So having that tough conversation was where he kind of dove into why, why it was so important for him to be doing this and why he was serious about entrepreneurship, which for me kind of made me have to take off those rose-colored glasses and really open my eyes to make sure that I wasn't ignoring you know, his vision of what he wanted for our lives. Mm. And when we came down to it, we had the same vision. We wanted to be able to have time with each other, to build our family, to have time with our kids as they grew, and like the freedom of it all. But we had two very different ideas of how we were going to get there. So we had to kind of start building that bridge to making sure that we were on the same page of, hey, this this new path is how we're going to get there now. And it's going to be challenging. So we've got to figure it out along the way. Right. See, now... I believe Tom left out some of the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure he did. He loves to leave out the details. I'm pretty sure he did. That's why I wanted to have you here. Now, when you, because I'm pretty sure when you guys got married and you guys planned your future together, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that you did not have this, let's spend $7,500 on a credit card when we first are starting out for you to go take a real estate class. No. <laughs> so no, no interest in real estate at all. Um, in fact, he had, he had, I don't remember if this was before he spent the money or after he spent the money, but oh, it was before because when we were going to move in together, we lived in an apartment first and then we started talking about a house because of course he hated the idea of quote unquote, throwing money away into paying rent all the time and not building up any kind of credit or having that, that advantage when we, you know, wanted to go and invest in things. And um, he wanted our first home to be a duplex where we would live in one side and rent out the other. And that was a resounding no from me. I was like, no way, man. Are you insane? I don't want to be a landlord. Like we just graduated college. We had an apartment together. We're going to get married. And you want to go and become landlords and have to like have this property where we're going to live next to people. I was like, this was not part of the five-year plan. So 
that that first encounter, it I don't know why my brain didn't process that he was like on this route. Mm-hmm. But we ended up with a ranch. I, I won that argument. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> we ended up buying a home, single family ranch. And um, we were still on track for like our wedding. We were going to pay for our wedding ourselves. So I was in planning mode. And um, that's when he went and did that crazy rash thing of buying this this training for real estate. And I think part of it was because I had been so resistant to that first idea he had. It was like a desperation. I have to get into real estate somehow. So that was his idea of this is going to be my way in. Mm. Mm. Okay. See, now it's all coming. (laughs) (laughs) It's all coming together now. See, like I said, you know, the men, they leave out little pieces here and there. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. to cherry pick. Yeah. It's so funny because that's what I really wanted to know. And, and okay. So you really didn't know that he really had this entrepreneurial bug. Nope. And you didn't know that, okay, he he wants to stop working at 35 because I'm pretty sure you thought, okay, we're going to have good careers. We're going to start. Yeah. And normal life, right? Normal life, the normal path. And here he goes doing this. So once once he does that and comes home and tells you uh, after after all the, you know, the falling of the, the ceiling and everything, did you go, okay, so since you've done this, we're going to make this work. I kind of left it up to him. I didn't really want any part in it, but I said, I'm here to support you. If this is what you want to do, we'll figure out a way for you to do it. But, you know, I'm not really interested in in real estate. So like, this is going to be your thing. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. We both have our jobs. You know, we're getting married. We have this house, like we have responsibilities and you're going to go and try this thing out and see what happens. So it was kind of, I was supportive to the fact that he had the vision, but I didn't want anything to do with it at first. (laughs) Mm. So where on the journey did you get on board or did you start thinking, okay, um, we can be a force together? It was quite a ways into the journey. Mm. Um, Unfortunately for Tom, the first, oh gosh, probably a few years, um, I really didn't, have any interest in jumping into the real estate business. But I think watching him really go at it and like he was super motivated. He was doing the work. He was putting the work in and he was buying houses and getting people to rent them. Like it was it was working. Mm-hmm. So it started to chip away a little bit, you know, at me thinking like, oh, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna help him with this. Like I don't want anything to do with it. It's his thing. And because we were still in jobs, Uh, I started to see he was struggling a little bit with a lot of the operational pieces like the office work and paperwork and the phones and like, you know, doing background checks on tenants and some of that stuff that comes along with being a landlord when you're rent using rental properties. Um, So I, I, I was like, well, I'm good at that. I'm an administrative assistant. I've worked lots of different jobs. I have lots of different skills. Why don't I help you? Because when you're still working a nine to five and you're going every weekend to renovate these properties that you're buying, you don't really have a lot of extra time. So that was like my, I guess you could say my olive branch, my peace offering. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, I'm here. I'm supporting you. 
let me let me help you a little bit with some of these things that maybe aren't your zone of genius. So that's where I first stepped into the real estate. But I really didn't want I didn't want to be involved in everything. It was just here's these things that I'm good at. I will help you with said things. I called myself the office manager and I was just, you know, kind of, here's, here's what I'm going to do in the business. Um, and then when we opened our second business, the, the wine and liquor store, we were actually pregnant with our first child. Mm. So probably in retrospect, wasn't the best time <laughs> to be starting a brand new business. Um, but you know, he, it was kind of like he got the itch and we've talked about it since it's similar to when you get the, um, the nesting itch. Mm-hmm. As right before you become a parent, you're like cleaning things and you're making things pretty and you're fixing things in your home. It was like you got the nesting itch to start a new business every time I got pregnant. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one was the wine and liquor store, pregnant with our first child. Uh, I was lucky that we had kind of set things up in a way that I could leave my job. And our plan was for me to stay home with her. And then I was going to take on managing the second business as well. So I had the managing the real estate. And then I was managing the wine and liquor store as far as our team of employees that we had, um, ordering the inventory, taking care of any of the you know office things or technical pieces um, there. So that was going to be basically my job. I would work from home and watch our, our baby daughter. Mm. So, okay. So we'd gone through two businesses, real estate, <laughs> wine and liquor. Now you're on your third and you are more than an office manager on this one. Sure am. Yeah. We started, oh goodness, again, pregnant with our second child. Next epiphany came like, oh, we started these two offline businesses, which are amazing, but they're not bringing in the amount of income that we want to be able to take home because those are more, they were very long-term. Like it takes a while when you start a retail business, especially when you go through and you have investments that you have to pay back. It takes a while for you to get, you know, um, in the, what is it, in the black or whatever they call it. Like you're making a profit, things are great. So those first few years of the liquor store, like a lot of mistakes, a lot of figuring things out, a lot of playing around with the numbers and figuring out what worked. And we knew after starting it, like, oh, this is going to be just like the real estate and it's going to take a while for us to be able to pull a profit out of here. So he had heard like a a podcast online talking about online business and how easy it was to get in and to make money in online businesses and blah, blah, blah. And hence, we started the third business um, the year that we had a little bit before we had our son. I think I was maybe pregnant or getting pregnant with him. So then it became, well, we've done these, this thing. We've, we've opened and started two businesses ourselves. Now we have people asking us like, hey, how did you know how to do that? Where did you go to figure that out? How do you guys like figure out who does what in those businesses? So we kind of saw that there was a need for, you know, people were looking for help with how to do this. So we launched our first um, online brand was actually called Entrepreneurlyweds. Oh, okay. <laughs> which was a really witty name, but then we figured out that it was not easy for people to find, type in the browser, or figure out who it was for because they thought that it was only for newlyweds that were entrepreneurs, which mm-hmm. it was more so because we were newlywed entrepreneurs. But um, 
we pivoted a couple times. We started a podcast, um, and eventually we hit on this brand, Lifestyle Builders, which was really the the experiences and the lessons that we learned over the years of doing not one, not two, but three businesses and working together uh, was really all about hey. How can we teach other people how to do what we've done, but in a way that works for them and their family and their lifestyle? Because not everybody's the same. Mm-hmm. So it was coming up with that framework of how can we give people the tools and guide them without necessarily saying like, you have to do this, 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 and this, and in this order, and it has to be this way. Right, right. So my first question is, girl, how many more babies and businesses? None. <laughs> done because <laughs> <laughs> babies seem like they they draw out another business so it's like okay how many more you got uh-huh yeah I've had that I've had that asked before and even him I'm like listen this means you got you can't do any more businesses because we're not having any more babies <laughs> oh that's funny so when you were starting out okay so let's go back to the real estate business mm-hmm you know he was doing that you saw him you know working his heart out and you figured okay I'm gonna help him a little bit, be the office manager. But I'm pretty sure in your mind, you're still thinking, okay, were you thinking, how long is he going to do this? Or were you saying, okay, well, you know, he's kind of committed. And what were your parents thinking? I'm pretty sure everyone in our family thought we were a little crazy at first. Um, maybe not his, um, no, even his dad. His father uh, owns a couple businesses himself. Um, but I remember the very first house he wanted to buy his dad actually didn't think he was serious. So he bought it with his cousin, um, which is who he went to the real estate training with. So they actually did take the training and take action and say, well, we may not have gotten much out of the training, but we're going to do something about this. He went out and he purchased. um, He went to the bank. He did like a whole business plan and everything. And they bought their first home together. Um, So then after his dad saw he was serious, he actually... We partnered with him on our real estate business. Um, But my parents, I think, were not ready for that. Um, And I remember a lot of the struggle we had early on was family not understanding um, that we had to sacrifice and put time into the other business. And that was really tough on me too, because I was trying to be the supportive spouse, Mm -hmm. but I was also getting a lot of flack when I would go to family gatherings or birthdays or anything. And and Tom wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So the question, oh, well, where's Tom? Where's Tom? You know, we had been dating for so long since freshman year of college. We were inseparable. We did everything together. So all of a sudden I started showing up by myself and, well, where's Tom? Where's Tom? Where's Tom? And my constant response was, he's working on a property. He's working on a property. He's working on the business. And, you know, it took a while for people to understand that we were serious about this and that, you know, it's a different choice. And we didn't, you don't have to understand it, but you have to be supportive of this is what we're choosing to do with our life. Right. And you know what? And I'm glad you said that because people around us don't, understand our plan. And it's not for them to understand our journey and and what we plan to do with our lives. But it's either you be supportive or you get out the way. Mm -hmm. And so many times, I think a lot of people don't go after their dreams because they're worried about what others may say. Yeah, for sure. You know, speak to that. Speak to, you know, someone who's listening and saying, yeah, you know what, I want to do X, Y, Z, but I know, you know, my family's going to think I'm crazy or people mm-hmm. around me are going to say, well, how do you know how to do that? Because there's always naysayers. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I I think honestly for us the biggest the biggest piece we had going for us was that we were in it together and we really were each other's support system. Um and then we we found people within our circles that were supportive enough to give us that confidence to go forward. Um, even if, you know, you had a family member who didn't understand or who was trying to naysay or whatever, like we had specific people that we knew that we could reach out to or that had our backs. Um, and that gave us the confidence. And I think just having each other back, each other's backs throughout, um, has really been helpful because our different personalities, you know, like Tom is very much so I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I don't care what anyone has to say about it. And I'm the opposite end of the spectrum where I very much um, am in tune to other people's emotions or thoughts and feelings. And for a long time, I let myself fear what other people thought about me, mm-hmm. um, you know, or I would be worried about what people would think. And building this business and having this mission behind it has allowed me to really step out of that worry and be like, all right, well, yeah, there's going to be people who don't understand us. There's going to be people who don't like us. There's going to be people who are going to say things. But knowing that not only does my spouse have my back, he's the one that's pushed me to do all of this in the first place. I have friends, I have family who support us, and we have people in our in our circle whose lives like we're impacting and we're making a difference. So that that matters more than what everyone out there is saying. So I would say like if you are somebody who is struggling with that, try to remember who you're doing it for. And if you don't show up, then they don't have your support. Mm, so good. Now you said he went to the seminar with a cousin. Was mm-hmm. it? Now how is the cousin doing? He's doing great. Okay, so he continued on the path too with real estate. Um, he no, they he did the one the one piece with with Tom, and then he was kind of like, oh, okay, this is great. It was an investment, <laughs> so he's kind of just open and he tests things out. So I think for him, it was kind of like this cool idea, and he wanted to support Tom, and it was also an investment in the process. So he was just like, oh, this is cool. I'll try it out. Um, so he is not an entrepreneur, but I wouldn't say that that area is closed off for him because who knows his type of personality he could decide to up and do something else someday (laughs) okay so now here you are business number three (laughs) do you guys ever sit back and look at each other and go wow yeah yeah all the time it's Mm. crazy (laughs) yeah and do you ever um reflect and tell Tom like, you know what, when you first came home, you know, I wanted to wring your neck, but now I'm glad you did this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. We, um, we actually have a lot of meetings and, uh, what we call like sync ups where we talk about what went well, what didn't go well, what things do we want to improve? Um, because that was something that's also helped us move along over the years is, reflecting back on everything that we've done and on a monthly, weekly basis, just being like, hey, 
it's been crazy, but let's, let's look back at all these things that went well. Um, and then when it comes to prioritizing what work we're going to do, let's look at what hasn't been going well and, you know, pick out of there, like, what are a couple things we want to improve? So we've done a lot of that over the years. We're big on goal planning. We're big on having meetings and, and staying aligned and uh, reflection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for sure, we've, we've definitely done that. And I think this year, probably more than any, we've done a lot of reflecting because we both turned 35 this year and we are having our first book published. Oh, yes. Talk about the book. Yeah. So it, it, it came out to be this great opportunity that we didn't expect. Um, Tom was at a conference. He was talking to somebody after uh, one of the sessions and happened, he was picking the, the guy's brain on like, hey, I know you've written some books. Talk to me about those. And he's like, we're thinking about writing a book at some point, blah, blah, blah. Um, so the guy was like, oh, well, pitch your book to me. So Tom, of course, being who he is, had it snap right there, ready in his brain, pitched mm. the book idea. And the guy pulled uh, a paper out of his briefcase and he said, I just started an imprint company. I'd like to publish your book. Wow. We were like what? <laughs> so he's what? texting me. He's like, God, this guy I just met, and he's going to publish our book. And oh my gosh. So we went through that process with, you know, he took our book, he pitched it to the publishing company. Uh, we got on a call with them a couple months later, approved. Okay. Now we've got to finish writing the thing because it, Tom had like, he got so excited. He started writing on the plane on the way home from that conference. Um, but we had to finish writing it. We had to figure out how we were going to write it together because we thought that was really important with our brand and who we are to write it together, but not, we didn't want to strangle each other trying to write this book. So um, we ended up deciding that it was going to be a little bit story, a little bit strategy. Um, and it's our, there's six main sections. And in the beginning of each section, we tell a story that's related to what we're going to teach about, and we each tell it from our perspective. Wow, that's that sounds interesting. So we're really excited to get that out to people, and you know, share a little bit more of the story and the framework, um, and yeah, just help a lot more people with the Lifestyle Builders GPS. And when is the book due out? The book is due out in October. Um, it's up for pre-order now. And then the physical copies will be available in stores. You'll be able to order it off Amazon and have it shipped to you starting in October. Wow. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the things that I didn't talk to Tom about was the book. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought it up. So, I mean, wow. I mean, you guys are like building an empire. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I did not see that coming. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to ask. Did you did you ever in your wildest dreams think that this is the course that your life would have taken? Nope. Wow. I have a degree in zoology. Wow. And so what so I'm just curious. So what did you guys coming out of college, getting married? What did you think your life was going to look like? What did you guys say you were going to do? I think that was part of the problem. We didn't. We didn't say. We just had a like we had this assumption with this 5-year plan that we had put out there that we were going to graduate, we were going to get out of college and get jobs, we were going to move in together, we were going to get married, and then someday we were going to have kids. Mm. Like that is the extent of the, 
the talking and planning that we had done. And I think that was part of our initial problem was that we never really sat down and said, well, okay, this is great, but what does that mean? What does that look like? Why did we choose this? How will we think we're going to, how do we think we're going to accomplish this? Because I think if we had done that earlier, we may have had a different trajectory coming out of college and we may have done things a little bit differently. Maybe not, you never know. But yeah, I think that was part of our problem. We were just following along on the five-year plan. And for me, I was just kind of oblivious to this other path that was out there. And I was, I was ready to just follow the plan. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do every, what everyone else out there does. We're going to work. We're going to have jobs. We're going to bring home the paychecks. And then we're going to just have a house and have kids someday. And I don't know. We'll figure out the details later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now you guys have basically made a legacy for your children. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah, it is a little wild. It's a little crazy to think about. And um, I'll be interested to see, you know, what our what our kids end up doing, because they're going to have very different upbringing mm-hmm. than each of us did. Right. Right. Now, how old are your children? Uh, we have a seven-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. Okay. So they're still young yet. I was going to say, are they showing any kind of signs on, on what they want to do or be? Or <laughs> they're still young, but our daughter has shown some interest in entrepreneur ventures, I should say, because she loves to buy things and we do not, we don't spoil them in like going to the store and like, oh, you can pick whatever you want. When we go, we tell them you have to bring your own money. Mm -hmm. So she has run out of money multiple times. And we explained to her when you create something and sell it, you know, people will pay you for it and that's how you can get more money. So she, she knows the concept Um, she's still a little bit young and hasn't really come up with her own ideas yet. You know, we try to help her like, well, what do you think you could sell or what do you want to sell? Um, she wants to be a YouTube star, of course, course. because that's totally in. And that's what she, she watches people on YouTube. Um, she's obsessed with Jojo Siwa right now. So (laughs) she knows it's possible. I think as she gets older, it'll be something that, you know, we constantly keep open conversation about and, we don't want to force our kids into either path. We want them to, we want to talk about like, what do you want your life to look like? What are some of the things that you want to do? Who do you want to help? And kind of help guide them into choosing their own path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that sounds great. Now, are you guys planning on keeping the three businesses for the long haul or what is, what is your plan? Yeah, right now the plan is to keep all three, um, the real estate, investing business. I mean, that is really just like a long-term retirement plan um, with rental properties. Once you have paid off the property, all that rental income, you know, whatever you take out goes to maintenance, obviously, or um, operating expenses, but the rest becomes income into the business. So for us, that is seems like a no-brainer, just kind of hold on to those properties. And a lot of that business is automated. So we are not spending a lot of time in there. Um, so it would just be, you know, having a team where we have a maintenance person and somebody who is assisting with, um, the tenants and the paperwork side of things. And that'll be just long-term hold on to those. And, um, it'll be a great retirement plan. The retail wine and liquor store. I, that's actually one of 
my favorite parts, which is funny to say, but I actually really enjoy that business. Um, it's fun. It's different. We have an amazing team uh, that works for us there. So for me, that one we will keep as long as possible and just, you know, we reap the benefits of going down and going shopping whenever we want. Um, and for me, it's enjoyable. It's a creative outlet because I get to do different things than what we're doing in the online business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with your online business, you guys are both pretty much um, in it working and coaching and things like that, correct? Mm-hmm. Wow. So you said the wine and liquor business is like your favorite. Um but with your coaching business, now, are you guys, do you bring those stories in of your life of how you created your other businesses to help other people? Yes. Yeah, we do. Um, actually, right in the book, we've actually used examples from starting and, and growing both of the other businesses as well as the coaching business. Um, like I said, lots of mistakes that we learned from and then created processes or systems out of. Um, so the online business is definitely a lot of stories uh, from those. And I think just because it's we talk about life, we talk about lifestyle. So we're talking to people about how to build your business to support your lifestyle. So it includes a lot of like, here's how we've done it, or here's showing you some sneak peeks or behind the scenes of what our life looks like, because then it's, it's, it's relatable and people are seeing that we're not just spouting off all that stuff that sounds good, mm-hmm. but it's, it's real life. Like we're actually implementing these things in our own life. And a lot of our trainings and worksheets are things that we developed for ourselves first. And then, you know, Tom will take it and be like, okay, I really like this. Now I'm going to work on it and make it a little bit more, um, usable for more than just us, you know, like anybody could come in and use this in their business or use this in their life. So everything that we've developed has pretty much come from something that we used ourselves and, you know, worked out the kinks and figured out how to make it better. And then we put it up for our clients. Wow. Well, I just want to say I am so proud of you guys. I mean, you guys are such an inspiration. You're young. You went out there and you did it. You learned from your mistakes. You kept growing. And that's what it's all about, you know, and I, and I really admire you too, because you didn't stop. Mm. You had a vision, whether it was Tom to start off with, <laughs> you had a vision, but you, you put in the work and, and it's funny because you talk about your daughter and the YouTube, because I have two teenagers and <laughs> that love, yeah, I love the YouTube and it's so it's so different, you know, with this generation because they do, mm-hmm. they look at the YouTube, they look at the Instagram and they go, oh, well, you know, they're famous. I'll just start, you know, a YouTube channel. And I'm going, no, not exactly. That's <laughs> that's not how this life works. You know, this these people just happen like that. That's, that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, it's really great to, to see that. And, but I love how you guys, named your business lifestyle business biz builders and i love how you tell about your your journey your action like okay we did this but we maybe we did this wrong and this is what we learned from it mm-hmm. because, you know because a lot of times you do you see people who have done well but they never tell you about the knocks and the bruises along the way yeah yeah we have a lot of those <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> 
And I think because we work together too, like a lot of people do ask us that question, like how do you work together without driving each other crazy? Mm -hmm. And a lot of what we've had to work through was not just building the businesses, but figuring out how to work with each other and, and still do life together. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and that within itself, that's, you know, that's a feat to overcome as well. So yeah, so I mean, multiple times. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And then you have children too. So both of you are working in businesses and then you kind of have to make sure you have that balance to, to, you know, be with your children and together as a family and not just working. So, and I'm just curious now that I'm bringing that up, how is that when you guys say, you know what, we want to unplug and go on vacation. Is it easy for you guys? Depends. Um, it, it can be a lot of times for us, it's tough because there's multiple things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have set up systems and processes for here's what happens if this goes wrong or this goes wrong. And we, we have taken a vacation as an entire family. Um, and you know, obviously we can't completely turn off, but we do pretty much unplug and then emergencies only Mm -hmm. comes through the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is it is hard because we we work together. Mm-hmm. We enjoy what we do. So sometimes it's hard to remember like in regular old conversation, very much so we shift in and out of business, non-business, business, non-business. Mm-hmm. Um, but we that's something that we're constantly working at because there's never a right or wrong way to do it. And that's what we've had to learn over the years because a lot of people will say, oh, well, you've got to keep it separate. Um, We've found that integrating everything in our life has worked a lot better for us. And then just setting healthy boundaries around work times or work conversations. So, you know, obviously we don't pull up and have a serious business conversation at eight o'clock at night when we've both shut down for the day. Uh, But we might randomly talk about, you know, oh, hey, I saw so-and-so on on Facebook is put a new offer out or, you know, oh, hey, I wanted to send out this email. Random, you know, like random little things are sneak their way in occasionally. But we do try to be very intentional about keeping the work conversations and working in a time that's made for that and Mm -hmm. family time, uh, taking day trips or vacations or anything like that, being very intentional about being present. And, you know, if something comes up that we have to take care of, that's fine. Or if we had to do something like if we took a week vacation and we had to jump on and do like a live coaching call or something, be very intentional about like, okay, well, this is this one hour. I'm going to take care of that. And then we're going to unplug again. Mm-hmm. That is uh, a very good strategy. And I love the fact that you said intentional because that's one of the things that I live my life by. And I tell my my clients that you have to be intentional because if you're not, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So you have to be aware of that. All right, Ariana, we have come to the point of the show where we're going to do our questions. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So question number one, who or what motivates you? Hmm. That's a good one. It's a multi-person answer. (laughs) Go right ahead. I think I have a combination of our our kids and our family that motivate me because I know what we're striving for, the vision of the life that we want to have. 
And, you know, I want to show up and be that person for our kids and, you know, for Tom as well. And then the other side of it is all of the people out there that are lifestyle builders, the people that we want to help, the people that we have helped. um, They really motivate me because I can see that what we're doing is helping people. And I can see how many other people out there that need help with creating this lifestyle. And, you know, I want to show up for them so that they can have it. Mm. What demotivates you? Uh, I think losing confidence or not having clarity really makes me struggle uh, to feel motivated. Mm. Okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? I'm going to go with (laughs) not too long ago, um, Tom and our marriage therapist both told me that I had to step away from the businesses. And I... It kind of took a little while to get around to that idea. But when I did, I realized that it was, in fact, the absolute best thing for me um, because I had to take some time to get back to myself and to do some deep inner work and to heal from some burnout Mm -hmm. to be able to come back and be the person that I wanted to be and show up how I wanted to. Hmm. Okay. What is your fear? My biggest fear is disappointing other people. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Hmm. It's a good question. I don't have an answer for that one. I need a, I need to think back. Okay, let's go to the next one. Okay, it's the opposite, and then maybe this will trigger you. Okay, is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Hmm. Stumped on that one too. Yep. (laughs) There's so many thoughts like running through my brain right now. Oh, goodness. Okay. I'll let you slide on those two. (laughs) If I think of one while we're, while we're continuing with the questions, I will circle back. Okay. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is having the freedom to do what I want, when I want, with whom I want, and where I want. Mm-hmm. How do you recharge? I usually recharge. I love I love me time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an only child. I really uh, appreciate alone time, um, quiet house, and we have a cat. 
So my favorite is recharging, snuggling with the cat, uh, reading, doing some. I love to color. I'm a I'm a crafty person. Uh, watching a great emotional movie, and um, I also love to dance. So I do uh, Zuma classes, and those help me recharge as well. Okay, what are you awesome at? I am awesome. I'm going to just go with singing. I'm awesome at singing. Really? Hmm. I, I am. <laughs> okay. What legacy do you want to leave? I think I want to leave the legacy that we all have this idea of who we should be. But really, if you lean into the discomfort and the challenges in life, that you'll surprise yourself at who you actually can grow to be. And I want to leave that legacy for my children, for my friends and family, and also obviously for all the lifestyle builders out there. Mm -hmm. So give the listeners one motivational takeaway. Motivational takeaway. I know that there is a lot of noise out there. Um, if you can really get clear on what it is that you want in your life and find just a couple people to support you, you will be amazed at the things that you can accomplish. Mm. Okay, Ariana, tell the listeners where they can connect with you. Yeah, so you can connect with me at our website, wearelifestylebuilders.com. Okay. You can find out about our book and our podcast and everything else we got going on. Okay, good. And the book will be out in October. So we'll be looking forward to that. And other than that, I want to say thank you for being on Trina Talk with me. Thank you so much for having me, Trina. It was so fun to be here and talk to you about all this great stuff. Yes, it was. I just, like I said, I just love what you guys are doing. And I just, I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy for you guys. And I'm so impressed with you. It's, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> if you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.